2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Haas here in studio. Bobby A. Bear is at the Silver Slipper, and it was a bittersweet weekend of sorts. Not so much for today, of course. LSU and Tulane huge wins, but for the Saints who go to Philadelphia and knock off a thirteen and two team that needed to win to you know secure the number one seed. Do so twenty to ten, and just. Dominate offensively and defensively in that first half, and make some some crucial plays. Again, Bobby Abears at the Silver Slipper. We're joined now by Saints head coach Dennis Allen, and, and just talking about the win, coach. And of course, we'll we'll break it all down further. But thirteen and two team needing desperately to win to get that number one seed. You go on the road and you dominate offense and defense early. And then in that fourth quarter when you needed it, your offense and your defense closed the door.
3: Yeah, look, this was a game that we knew um, going in, obviously, that we were playing a really good team. Uh, they were, you know, one of the top teams uh, in the league, both offensively and defensively. We knew that it was it was going to be a tough matchup. Uh, we knew that we needed to Uh, control the time of possession. And so to be able to do that, we knew we were going to have to run the ball and run it effectively. We knew we were going to have to stay in manageable third down situations. We knew we were going to have to convert on third down. You know, we knew defensively we were going to have to, you know, get get them into some longer third down situations and then be able to get off the field when we did. And, you know, I really thought, you know, in the first half, I thought we did an outstanding job of doing both those things. I think it was you know a little over 22 minutes to like 7 minutes time of possession in the first half and and you know we did all the things that we needed to do in the first half that we talked about being able to do to win the game uh and then you know in the second half you know we struggled a little bit offensively in the second half we gave up a you know one one drive and really one play uh defensively you know which made it a a, a contested game and we knew going into halftime we knew you know, that this was a championship-caliber team that we were playing, and so we knew we were going to get their best shot coming back out. Um, You know, we took a couple body blows there for a little bit, and at the end of the day, uh, we were able to, you know, make enough plays and provide the knockout punch there at the end with the interception for a touchdown.
4: Now, uh, Coach Allen, before I get uh, to the great accomplishment, individual accomplishment, it's a team sport, but Cam Jordan, what he was able uh, to achieve – to surpass uh, the great uh, Ricky Jackson, uh, city champ, as uh, the top New Orleans Saints career sack list. You look at that, uh, you, we got to mention and, and elaborate on that. But I, I don't know, uh, Coach Allen, I'm not just telling that, and I've said this a number of times because uh, you're on the show. That was the greatest first half of Saints football in the history of the franchise. I'm talking about 50 plus years. I've witnessed a lot, uh, I, I've been a part of this. But I thought how we set the tone. You know, you always want to get out to a fast start. But I'm talking about keep the Eagles fans quiet. We go 15 plays, 75 yards, basically a nine-minute drive. And to say the least, dominate the first half. We had 247 yards uh, to 61. And we didn't give up a first down until 12 seconds left at halftime. This is like a homecoming game, what you'd have in college. No, what we did in the first half, I'm telling you, Saints fans, the Who that nation have not witnessed that kind of dominance, and considering it's coming against the Eagles and they playing for the number one seat, I'm telling you, it is the greatest performance in the first half of Saints football in history. Well look
3: listen, Bobby, I appreciate that. I, I, I think you know, I think a lot of credit has to go to, you know, the players and the assistant coaches and you know, being able to put a plan together that gives our chance that our team a chance to go out and have success. I think the mindset of our team was, we're going up to Philadelphia and we're going up there for one reason and one reason only, and that's to win a game. And um, you know, we knew that there weren't going to be a lot of people on the outside of this building that felt like we had much of a chance, but uh, I think our guys in this building uh, felt confident in being able to go up there and 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 put a put put a good showing together, and so. Um, I tell you, it gave, it gave me a little bit of appreciation for, you know, the Houdat Nation. you got a 13-2 and two team. They give up one touchdown, and all of a sudden, you know, the Boo Birds are out in in full force. So uh, we knew at that point that, you know, we had an advantage in the game.
4: Yeah, it shows you how tough the Philly fans are. Uh, now, uh, Coach, I want to look at, uh, and I think you somewhat of a historian, you know the the game, appreciate the game. And I think it's just being able to answer the bell. Uh, to be held uh, accountable, you got to be available. And I look at Cam Jordan, when I read this, I go, whoa. Uh, if you know football, you know these cats. Uh, this is an exclusive fraternity uh, Cam Jarn joins. Hall of Famer Reggie White and John Randall as the only players in NFL history to record at least seven and a half sacks in 11 straight seasons. Well, I, I-, I look at that, 11 straight seasons. You might say, well, it's not double digits, but that means all these other great players, Lawrence Taylor and all that, they didn't do any of this because they weren't always available. So when I saw Reggie White, John Randall, Cam Jordan, the only ones in NFL history to record at least seven and a half sacks, 11 straight seasons, come on, that speaks volumes right there. Yeah, look, no question. I mean, I think Cam has been like the epitome
3: of what you're looking for uh, in, a, in, a, in a player For your franchise, um, both in terms of how he plays the game, uh, in terms of how he represents the organization on and off the field. Uh, I think that's just, you know, it's outstanding. And, and look, I've said for a number of years that I think Cam Jordan is the best all-around defensive end in our game, and I still feel like he's playing at a very, very high level. And it's cool to see when people start to recognize and you start naming names like – Reggie White or John Randall or in Saints history, Ricky Jackson. You you begin to really realize what a great player this guy has been uh, and continues to be.
2: And coach, finally, when, and with Cam's situation and you, when you talk about city champ and Ricky Jackson, you know it took COVID and an orbital you know eye fracture and really he wanted to play to keep him off the field. And so the guy he passed. Ricky Jackson, you you weren't here, I was, uh, in 1989, he had a horrible car accident, had his wa- jaw wired shut, special helmet, plastic surgery, missed two games. Two games. I mean, that's the kind of guy Cam and, and Ricky are.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and look, um, Ricky Jackson's still intimidating to this day when I see him on the sideline. <laughs> you know, he's just got that scowl on his face and – uh, but what a great player he was, and and look, I think Cam's kind of a throwback to that to that era. You know, um, the way he just continues to show up and play, and really, you know, there's nothing that's there's nothing that he's ever done that's that's allowed him to miss a game. Uh, it's really been because of the league protocols on COVID, where he would have played um, had it been his option, uh, and we as a as a medical staff and as a as an organization, coaching staff, uh, we weren't gonna put him in the game with that orbital fracture and, and you know, risk, you know, further injury to that to that eye and, and, and significant injury to that eye. So uh, it just speaks to how much he loves the game of football and, and how important it is to him and just how tough of an individual he really is.
2: More with Saints head coach Dennis Allen. Got to step aside, take a break. By the way, the Carolina game has been set. That will be Sunday at noon, Caesars Superdome. Step aside, it's the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. How powerful is Cox Internet?
0: Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data, fixed median download speeds, USQ3 2023.
2: Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin studio, Bobby Hebert is at the Silver Slipper. And Saints head coach Dennis Allen with us tonight after the big 20-10 victory in Philadelphia So you talked earlier today, I heard you talk about the defense, and the last seven games have given up 20 points or less. In the last nine games, the defense has given up an average of just 15 points. So I want to talk about that, but also one particular play that I thought was interesting, and that's, Fourth quarter, ten minutes to play. You're only up three, 13-10. and the Eagles have a fourth and one at midfield. And they use that formation that they just used a week earlier against Dallas, where they just literally line up Dallas Goddard and Sanders, and they just push Gardner Minshew uh, across the goal line. And that was a huge job by your defensive front to stop him there.
3: Yeah, look, it was a it was a play that we anticipated in in a fourth and one situation play that they've really run multiple times I think they've I think they were like 24 times they've run that quarterback sneak like that and they had uh converted on 22 of those and so man it was really awesome to see our guys we we had a way that we wanted to defend it and really what it amounted to was really just a rugby scrum and you know two two sides of the line of scrimmage just pushing against each other as best they could and uh, to see our guys come up with a stop in that situation and, and see the, you know, the, the enthusiasm in their, in their face and their attitude coming off the field was, was really awesome to see.
4: Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, I think when you first got hired, I was like saying, OK, what we going to do against Philadelphia in 2022? And you go, Bobby, why are you asking me that? Uh, but I'm looking at, to me, this is unbelievable. Compared to what happened in 2019 and 2000, uh, uh, you, you know, or I should say, yeah, what, not 2019, uh, 2020 and 2021 where they basically were averaging 250 yards to only hold them to 67 yards. You might say, well, they didn't have Jalen Hurts and all that, but still, to me, uh, I think overall how we set the tone uh, without run defense, uh, I mean, uh, to me, what, what was outstanding. And I know you probably challenged the players. And uh, you don't see too many games uh, that you have 13 sacks in one game. This is not a whole month. This is like 13 sacks in one game, and we were able to get six. But uh, I, I thought, um, and uh, you might not admit that to me right now, but I know you had to challenge that front seven and the whole defensive units that i not given up basically 250 yards again <laughs> going forward. Yeah, look,
3: you know, we 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 challenged the defense. We really didn't talk a lot about 20 and 21. We just focused on what we need to do and how we need to uh, play these guys. And and uh, you know, certainly Jalen Hurts helps in terms of their run game. But I thought our guys up front did did an outstanding job of being able to stop the run. And and you know, when you look at it, uh, you know, I know they had seven sacks, but we were able to run the ball and run the ball effectively on them. And so. I think, it's a, I think it's a testament to, um, you know, the players and the coaches up front of being unselfish and earning the right to rush the passer, stop the run, uh, and, 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 and then be able to, to get after the passer. I think that's it's pretty awesome to see, and that's it's something that we've kind of been accustomed to around.
4: Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, the one thing, uh, staying along the lines of uh, they might know you running. Uh, or, you know, it could be on uh, whether you're going against this or it's in your favor, but even though you know you're running, can you still run? I thought how we closed out the games. That has to be really humbling for the Eagles in their meeting rooms. Uh, when, I, when I saw this, you called six consecutive running plays, uh, the last of which, uh, you know, uh, Alvin Kamara got that 14-yard gain that converted third down and allowed the Saints to run out the clock. And then you look, uh, look at Taysom. Carried the ball five times to 29 yards, and they gained clinching and drive. It didn't matter if, if the Eagles knew we were running. They couldn't freaking stop us. I mean, that is very humbling if you're going against the best of the best and to be able to end a game that way. I, see, I, I saw how pumped up you were on the sidelines. I would be pumped up, too, because I'm like, hey, it doesn't matter if they know what we're doing. We're going to shove it down their throat.
3: Yeah, it was uh, that was that was friggin awesome. Um, you know, we ran the same play, same exact formation, same exact motion, same exact play five straight times. Um, and and uh, you know, it, it, look at the end of the day, you know, it's coming, we know it's coming, and and we just said, Hey, look, we're just going to keep on fricking running it until they stop it. And uh, uh, you know, that was uh, man, that was. That was awesome to see. And really, you know, when you, when you think about that, we, you know, we, we did that with really basically three of our starting offensive linemen out of the game. Uh, and, and, and I thought those guys did a great job of, you know, taking that situation and, and taking advantage of it and closing out the game.
2: Coach, uh, a couple of quick ones. Uh, first off, because uh, one of the uh, texters had asked, who got uh, the game ball yesterday or game balls?
3: Well, look, we don't make a whole big habit of giving out game balls because, really, it's you know, it's not really about the individual efforts; it's about the the team effort. But anytime you uh, set a franchise record, uh, <laughs> you deserve a little bit of uh, recognition. And, and so, Cam Cam Jordan got the game ball. Uh, you know, big team, kind of medium me for him.
2: And and the other part was of that was. You know, big day for Alvin and Taysom and and Dalton. But if you look at the youth and the nucleus of of a Rashid Shahid and a Jawan Johnson and a Chris Alave and those guys, all average double digits as far as receptions and and just really, you've wa- watching them progress this year has been uh, significantly impressive.
3: Yeah, look, I think we've had a a a pretty good group of young guys that have that have stepped up and and made contributions to our football team and. As this season has gone on, they've gotten better and better and better and better, and I think you're seeing the production increase in, in with those guys, and uh, that's, it, it's, it's exciting to, to think about what that's going to look like in the future.
2: The future is next Sunday against Carolina at Caesar Superdome. Noon kickoff. We're back after a break. It's the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network.
1: Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at two fifty. dollars Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beauty Rest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley, subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details.
2: Well, welcome back. We're talking with Saints Head Coach Dennis Allen. I mean talk about Carolina a little bit in just a second. But I, I did want to ask you, we haven't really talked too much about him. I mean, that's the the return of Marshawn Lattimore, and it is the classic going to the well once too often for Gardner Minshew, because you could just feel Marshawn zeroing in. He almost had a pick about two passes before. And on that pick six, his, his eyes never left Minshew. And he was – he just – he sat on it and jumped it perfectly.
3: Yeah, look, it was a play that they had run earlier in the game and, and beat us on that slant route. And, you know, it was a short completion and a tackle. Um, and we kind of made a little adjustment over there on the sideline. You know, I thought the the, the coaches and and, and and the players did a good job of adjusting to that. Um and look, he made a, He made a great play, and I thought I thought Lattimore played well in the game, and it was really good to have him back out there.
4: Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen. Before I ask you this question, uh, and, and Hoss is talking to you about this, I don't know. Maybe he's done this in practice. I have not seen Rashid Shaheed drop anything. I don't care. It might be a punt over his head, whatever. Now you want him to have, a, I guess, better placement as a returner. But I don't care if it's cold, a controlled environment, whatever. If I look at it, if he has six targets, he's having six catches. Uh, whatever it might be, to me, you're talking about a pleasant surprise, considering he's not there in the OTAs and uh, training camp. Rasheed Shahid, and we've had drops this year. You know, I always take up for the quarterbacks. But Rasheed Shahid has not dropped anything. I want you to comment on that. And then the second part, uh, I mean, you look at the linebackers. And uh, you involved on the defensive side at the highest level. And again, uh, are you available? Demario Davis now, six straight seasons of 100 plus tackles. You know, he finally got acknowledged. You know, to me, uh, all pros more than the Pro Bowl, but he got acknowledged for the Pro Bowl. But uh, who's coming on strong? Uh, you know, Pete Warner's been outstanding, but Caden Ellis. Caden Ellis giving him snaps, opportunities. He's been right up there with double D. So just uh comment on all what I just said.
3: <laughs> all right. Uh yeah, Bobby, look look, Rashid Shahid's a guy that I mean, you guys were, were, were going through the roster and couldn't even figure out who this guy was when he first walked out there at training camp and, and to see his growth and what he's been able to accomplish and uh you know, again, small school, Weaver State, uh Thought we had a return specialist. Uh, didn't really realize what we were going to have in terms of a receiver. Um, you know, just seeing his explosiveness, we thought, well, man, we got to we got to find some ways to get this guy incorporated. And and you know, as as he began to learn more and more of the offense, uh, we began to get more and more trust in him. And and he's really he's really developed into a really good receiver. And you're right, he's got really good hands. He's got Excellent speed. He's got great transitional uh, quickness, uh, so he gets in and out of routes uh, exceptionally well. And uh, he's just look. That's 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 the cool thing about this job is is seeing these young guys uh, continue to develop and, and get better. And, and so that's been cool to see. You know, uh, uh, Demario. You know, much like Cam you know he's been available you know he's been out there and and playing you know all the snaps and and he's just been a huge part of what we do and then you know you see these young guys continue to to develop you know Cade Nellis is you know didn't get a whole lot of opportunities and then all of a sudden it was his turn and he stepped up and made plays and uh Pete Warner was the same way uh, you know particularly early in the year cuz you know you, you we, we felt good about him last year, but yet you didn't know exactly what you had. And he missed some training camp, but yet once he got healthy, when he's been healthy, he's played really well for us.
4: And, uh, you know, Coach Allen, when you say, uh, you know, you take advantage of opportunity, and obviously, uh, you know, you get evaluated game in and game out. Uh, I don't like back to back games. I'm putting Carl Grandison up there. Uh, Carl Grandison. Uh, is outstanding Uh, look at the cleveland eagles game i'm looking at his numbers whether it's sacks or quarterback hurries tackle for a loss Uh, he has an impact on the outcome of the game yeah look and, and carl
3: helps us on special teams too so carl's been playing outstanding you know and that's just you know you get these guys that they just love football and they come to work every single day and they have talent and when you come to work every day and you have talent you get better and that's what that's what he's done and and so Man, it's cool to see.
2: Hey, coach, it's uh, always a a tough, long off season when there's no playoffs, but there's still a game left, and I, you know, because you're going to have to through the draft, and it'll always be the record, the record, the record, the record. So I got to believe that the difference—it's just one game—but the difference between eight and nine, and seven and ten for what for a long off season is significant. Correct?
3: Yeah, and look, we, you know, after a disappointing loss at Tampa Bay. Um, you know, we came back after the bye week and we said, you know what, we don't control, um, we don't control our own destiny, but what we do control is how we play over the next four weeks. And so we just kind of set a goal that says, Hey, look, we're going to go four and Oh, and, and that's our, that's our objective. And and so uh, we've accomplished 75% of that. We got one more to go and uh, you know, we're looking forward to getting out there and playing in front of the home crowd on Sunday.
2: Well, it's been a great three-game stretch uh, with Atlanta, then two back-to-back on the road, Cleveland and Philly with a lot on the line. Congrats and, and good luck uh, this final week uh, with, with Carolina and, and uh, finish up, just like you say, with four straight.
3: Okay, guys, appreciate it. All right, Coach.
2: Let's pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Lots more coming your way on the Saints Coaches Show with Bobby Hebert. Also, Mike Detillier will join us at the end of the show. But next up is going to be Senior Defensive Assistant Peter Genta. Decades in college and NFL, his seventh season as a Senior Defensive Assistant. Back with that and more on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network.